0: 나는 가끔 그런 생각이 들 때가 있다 그냥 고마로 있다가 그악 저세상으로 쓰면 어땠을까 쓰레기 같은 악의 놈들 보는 것도 지긋지긋하고 말이야 근데 그런 기분이 들 때면 내가 국수를 막 삶아 이 뜨금뜨근한 국물이 내 속에 들어가면 내 기분이 좋고 더 맛있게 먹고 있는 사람들 보면 그게 또 그렇게 기분이 좋고 그래 세상에 악해들만 있는 건 아니지 이렇게 웃고 더 들고 부대 사는 거 그게 사는 거지 그런 생각 I think about this from time to time. What would life have been like if I had died in a coma? I get sick and tired seeing those trashy evil spirits. But whenever I'm in that mood, I go make some noodles. Once I got some hearty broth in me, it makes me feel great. and. When, when I see people enjoy this, that also makes me feel wonderful. And yes, the world isn't just full of evil spirits. We get this time to laugh and chat and live with one another. That's life. That's what I think. Kingka and Queenka, King everyone, this is Rome or Han Dojun, your Kingka Chingu, Kingka classmate and the host of Kingka Podcast, where every week we celebrate the marriage of K-drama and language learning. Kingka Podcast is now part of the Bun Collective. It's a playful and creative group of podcasters making awe-inspiring content. To know more about us, please check out our Facebook page and our website at www. TheBunkPh.com. i'd also like to take this opportunity to thank every one of you who have been listening to my podcast episodes throughout the previous week and for those of you who have just recently followed this podcast on spotify i really want to thank you and also thanks to everyone who has been following me from the beginning and up to this point i really appreciate that and i'd give you a piece of my heart and my thoughts for today's episode, I'll be talking about uh, uncanny counter, but before that, let's begin with the vocabulary words. Alright, it's time for our weekly vocabs. Same rules, we have 5 words, I'll give you the definition and I'll also give you sample sentences. Something has changed though, I decided I'd use names for most of the sample sentences. And if you want, I can use your names in the sample sentences. Just join our Discord group and then, like, provide your nicknames or whatever that you want to use in the sample sentences. I'd incorporate them in the next episodes. But for today, I'm going to use names from the characters of Uncanny Counter. Okay, let's begin. First word: Paktarhada. Paktarhada. Paktarhada means to strip off of, to disqualify, to deprive of. Pakdarhada. Let's use Pakdarhada in a sentence. Someone is rigid, so counter자격을 팍달 했어요. Someone is rigid, so counter자격을 was hard-headed, so he was disqualified to be a counter. Pakdarhada. All right. Second word. Angnyeong. 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 The spelling is a. The young, but it's pronounced as 앙녕 Alright, 앙녕 앙녕 means evil spirit or demons or devil Something like that Alright, let's use 앙녕 in a sentence People believe Juyeon is possessed by evil spirits Alright, next word. Kangpe. Kangpe. Kangpe means uh, thug, hoodlum, hooligan, bully, you know, those kinds of people. I'm sure you've heard Kangpe a lot of times in a lot of gay dramas as well. So, Kangpe. Usually it's translated as thugs. So, let's use Kangpe in a sentence. Jongyongi gangpeege toner toyos oil. Jongyongi gangpeege toner toyos oil. Jongyong got mugged by a thug. Okay, Jongyong got mugged by a thug. That word is gangpe. Next word. Puri popta. Puri popta. Puri popta means to root out, to stamp out. Or to eradicate something from something, 부리뽑다. Let's use 부리뽑다 in a sentence. 성차별을 부리뽑는 것은 쉬운 일이 아니에요. 성차별을 부리뽑는 것은 쉬운 일이 아니에요. It's not an easy task to eradicate sexism. It's not an easy task to eradicate sexism. 부리뽑다. Okay, and our final word, we should be using this because this is in the title. 경이롭다. 경이롭다. 경이롭다 means wonderful, marvelous, extraordinary, amazing, miraculous, phenomenal, and also, well, in the title of the K-drama, uncanny. So, 경이롭다, 경이롭다. Let's use 경이롭다 in a sentence. 사람이 하지 않으면 안될 때, 해낼 수 있는 일을 보면 경이롭다. 사람이 하지 않으면 안될 때, 해낼 수 있는 일을 보면 경이롭다. It's wonderful what you can do when you have to. It's an interesting sentence. I'll suggest that you check it out again in the show notes to review it. Okay, so these are our five words. Let's review them. 땅달하다. to strip off of, to disqualify, to deprive of. Angnyong, evil spirit or demon. Gangbe, thug, Hulum hooligan, bully. Puri popta, Puri to root out, stamp out, to eradicate something from something. And finally, Gyeongye Okay, let me read the list. Wonderful, marvelous, extraordinary, amazing, miraculous, phenomenal, and uncanny. So those are our vocabulary words for the week. And okay, wait, what's my study tip for today? <laughs> my study tip for you for today is to get a language exchange partner. It's free and, you know, you can make certain arrangement yourselves depending on how you want to do it. So that's actually how I'm doing right now. Every Sunday, I have this conversation partner on an app in a language exchange app and we talk for an hour every week we talk in korean and then in english or in english and then in korean and that way we are able to practice our communication skills and then we get to clarify what we want to say and how to say it better so i think yeah for language learning having a conversation partner is a very crucial part of it especially if you have already reached a certain level of fluency such that you are already able to speak comfortably in a social setting even if it's just via phone call so i suggest that you try that and that would be all for the language discussion for this episode if you have questions please send them to me on twitter or Discord. okay all right now it's discussion time and it means no music for all of you and me as well actually this is the most difficult part if you ask me because this is the time when I'm just talking for like 20 minutes without a script but only an outline that is very often unstructured and like there's not much for me to I mean there are things that I could flesh out but I should have fleshed them out prior to recording so that I could you know, tell you more, but that is my problem, and I'm trying my best to keep on improving on that side, and yeah, b- before the discussion per se, I al- I know I already thank you at the beginning of this podcast, but I'd like to thank you once again, because yeah, this week is actually the first time that I got, I I mean, the Kinka podcast became part of the recommendation list on Spotify, and by recommendation list, I mean... When you're on Spotify and then you click podcast, there are there's usually this uh banner on the top page, and then it says it's it's actually depending on the day and the time I think it changes from time to time, but for Cup podcast it appeared on the recommendation called for the chingu Those are usually Korean content, K-pop, K-drama, Korean music anything Korean, so uh, I'm really surprised that I became part of that, I mean, yeah, for for this podcast to be listed on that, that was very surprising for me, I didn't expect that, and I think the reason why this podcast became part of that is because of all of you, you, my listeners, and maybe it's also because of the people on Spotify doing the editorial and stuff, so thank you to all of you. And But this is not only about the people who are listening on Spotify, but to all of you who are listening elsewhere, because I, I know there are listeners on Apple Podcasts, there are also listeners on CastBox, Overcast, Google Podcast even, and there's also some of you who are listening to this on the Transistor page, and if you're listening there, yeah, thank you very much as well. I just really wanted to say thank you because I don't know where else to thank you aside from saying it here on the podcast. And yeah. Kumawa or whatever else you want me to say. Thank you. Salamat <laughs> if you're Filipino. Um yeah, I guess I'll because you're listening this much and this often the thing that i have to do is to do better and to provide more engaging provocative and content that will help you in your journey in the in in your korean language learning journey as well as in enjoying k drama okay so yeah thank you very much okay now i'm done with my thanksgiving and yeah we can discuss now i mean i can discuss now so in today's episode i'd like to talk about 경이로운 So Moon or Uncanny Counter. Alright, some of you might might question why the title is like that in English, Uncanny Counter. Because Kyongiroun 경이롭다, it means uncanny as I have discussed in our weekly vocab. But then So Moon is actually the name of the lead character. As in So Moon Yeah, it's not counter. Someone could actually mean um, rumors, uh, amongst other things, but it, it doesn't mean counter. So someone here, I mean, counter refers to someone, the character. So the title being Kyungyeon Somun, and uncanny Counter are actually similar, although they're not direct translations. Okay, I I, I don't really have to explain that, but I just wanted to say that I mean so that you wouldn't be like making a wild guess why that is the title so counter because all of the people with the ability of the the reaper are called counters and uncanny counter refers to someone okay all right so yeah be, before further discussion as usual I'd like to read to you a plot synopsis and this time I am reading from Asian wiki. Let me read it. A group of people are called Counter. Their purpose is to hunt down evil spirits and they each have their own special abilities. The group disguises themselves as employees at a noodle restaurant. So Moon is a high school student and he's the youngest member of Counter. His special ability is his physical strength. As a child, he was involved in a suspicious car accident. His parents died in the accident and he was left with a limp in his left leg. Kamo Tak is a former police officer. He had an accident seven years ago, which caused him to lose his memory. He is a righteous person. Dohana can sense evil spirits from hundreds of kilometers away. When she touches someone, she can read their memories. Chu Meo is the chef of the noodle restaurant. She is the anchor of counter. Choe Jang Moor is the first counter of Korea. He is in charge of managing expenses for the group. Okay, so that is the synopsis. And Okay, what am I going to talk about first? First, I would like to say that this K-drama has really impressive ratings. And by impressive... I mean, the ratings kept going higher and higher towards the end of the episode. I mean, the season. Uh, it, the Uncanny Counter first aired on November twenty eighth last year, and then the last episode was aired this year in January twenty fourth. And I I didn't watch it at that time. I wanted to watch it when it's like complete already, and so I only watched this K drama last month or yeah over a month ago and yeah I looked into its uh, ratings just this morning and I saw that yeah from the first episode up to its 16th episode the ratings were continuously going up going higher and I I think that's really good it means that the build-up was done pretty well but yeah, I'm just having my own opinions as to wh- why I agree with that. And at the same time, I feel like some things were kind of rushed and didn't look as good as it would have had had they done more work. I mean, it's it's a really good K-drama already on its own. But I'm just thinking of, because I, I made this comment on his, uh, Twitter. Nowadays, I'm doing a Twitter thread for all the K-dramas that I'm watching. And I just noticed that the first episode of Uncanny Counter had a really good chase and fight scene. When they were chasing the level 3 guy, Ji Chang-shin, for the first time. Those chase scenes were really awesome, like running, jumping over buildings and fighting, that was, like, oh, it's good. Like, I, I was fascinated by how they did it. But then the fight scenes toward the end weren't as impressive. Like, especially the fight scene between So Moon and uh, Shin Myung-hee, the mayor. Th- those fight scenes were kinda not what I would have wanted to see. It's, you know, I feel like they could have had done more for that. But anyway, I I think maybe they decided not to put too much effort or too much money on the fight scene since they have a very interesting story. And yeah, I, I, I actually think that the story of Uncanny Counter is super interesting. And they built a world that... ...could be further explored. Uh, wait, let me check, because I think Uncanny Counter originated as a webcomic as well. So yeah, I'm actually correct. Uh, Uncanny Counter originated from a comic with the same title. And it's not on Naver Webtoon. It's available somewhere else. I, I forgot where... That is, I'll look it up later and then maybe tell you where it is if if you want to read the manga or anything. I'd like to read it as well, but I might not have time for that. So I might skip it, as I did for <laughs> Sweet Home and Strangers from Hell. Those two are also K-dramas from Webcomic. And I think so far, all of the K-dramas that I've seen which originated from, from web comics or K K-man or manga, is that a thing? Or manga have always been really good. The characters are so fleshed out and the storyline are rather interesting with very interesting lore, or they have a very wonderful world building. Can I say that? Yeah. And yeah, since I'm already trying to talk about the lore. Or the world of this K-drama. Let's uh, dig deeper about, about Uncanny Counter. In terms of their sets of beliefs. Or yeah, the lore. The world of Uncanny Counter. And here in Uncanny Counter. There is this group of people called counters. And they are basically the reapers. Who send spirits to the other side and it's not there's no religious denomination used in this gay drama it's kind of uh, i wouldn't say secular it's it, it's just that there's the other world or the other worlds where spirits go after they die and it's the role of counters to make sure that all of the spirits of these people pass through smoothly and that there should not be evil spirits roaming around on the earth possessing other people so that was their role and so there's there's like three worlds in general or four worlds or generally i can say that there's like two worlds the world where people who are alive are living in and then the afterlife so The during life and then the afterlife. During life, is that a word? Anyway, so two general worlds. The world where the body lives and then the world where the spirit lives. But then the world where the spirit lives is also divided into two. The afterlife that is good and then the afterlife that is like a prison. Actually, there's this question on my mind right now about this idea. That... For, for this setup to work, it should mean that death has no meaning. For, for me, that's how I felt like watching this K-drama, that death doesn't necessarily mean anything. When people die, they just transcend into the afterlife, into the other world, and it's not the end. They could still meet their loved ones. They could still remember their loved ones. And basically, the relationship that they had here on Earth are still, like, valid when they go to the afterlife. And that's not Christian, in a way, because as I remember in the Christian teaching, they teach you that if you go to the afterlife or heaven, you would forget, like, you'll forget everything. Is that correct? Or maybe that's just what I learned But yeah, there's the relationships that you've had here on Earth would be kind of invalidated when you go to the afterlife. But that's not the same in the world of the uncanny counter. So people still kept the relationships that they had. Interesting, though, is that when they died old, they remained old in the afterlife. I think that's kind of horrible. If, you know, well, it depends if you think of it like you're still going to have a supposed buddy that rots in the afterlife. But if you don't have that, then it's just about the looks. You look old, you look 60, you look 80. And I have nothing against people who are old. They're, like, full of wisdom and such. But I'm just saying that naturally, when people become old, they don't look as good as when they are during their prime time. And so, in the afterlife, in an uncanny counter, like Wijen, for example... She looks her age. And I have nothing against that, but it's just weird because I I'm not comparing old age to weakness, but she looked weak as compared to the other I call them guardians. They're I'm not sure what they're called in the drama. Like for for me I call them like spirit guides or spirit guardians. So those people who well, they're, uh, yeah, actually, that's another thing that's confusing in a way because they are people, they used to be people, and then they became spirit guides or spirit guardians for the counters or partners. I think they just call each other partners, but I think spirit guide has a nice ring to it, so spirit guide. So they're people and then they became like spirit guides and then they could get promoted in the afterlife. So I feel like the operation in the afterlife is very similar to the world where we are living in, that there's political hierarchy and then people get promoted and stuff. That side is still unclear because we only mostly saw what's going on. On the earth but not much about the afterlife like there was this what is it all like auditor or something but like she's higher than all those spirit guides and i don't know i think it would be nice if we could explore this further but like if we explore the nitty-gritty of it and then criticize things it might not be so fun So it's fiction anyway. So let's just enjoy it and not overthink about these kinds of things. But interesting though is for those uh, evil spirits who go to an eternal prison. I'm not sure if they keep their consciousness when they go there or they like lose it. Because when we saw all those evil spirits go to the eternal prison, they were like consumed by other entities who were there. And I... I'm thinking that the entities who were there, there were, like, also other spirits who got sent there, and therefore, they started dwelling there. And maybe they lost their mind. And if they lost their mind, I think it's, it's kind of, more freeing, than actually staying there with your mind intact. But yeah, it, it's not my, call to discuss those things in. F- Like further, so just mention it for a bit. And then let, let me just get back to my point when I said death has no meaning in the uncanny counter. It has no meaning because people just transcend to the afterlife, and what are they gonna do in the afterlife? They're just gonna live on forever, or they can choose to stop existing. Yeah, I actually have an issue with living forever. I, I think I've already mentioned that in the previous week's episode. But yeah, I, I think in most K-dramas that discusses an afterlife and then living forever, hmm. that is a very questionable thing for me. And it's something that would be interesting to explore because there in some other K-dramas, there are those characters who live for so long like they live for 400 years, the Gumiho people, I think. And if we explore that further, it would be interesting to know what writers think about living, uh, not really forever, but in a like a long period of time, because it's still not very easy to understand what, what forever means, unless you follow the idea that I presented last week from Sobok. That forever is like half-life, and there is actually an end. But yeah, so actually, it's, it's, it's still my question, what does death mean in this kind of world? I mean, in the world of Uncanny Counter, death, yeah, it, it's like, it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> anyway, I, I keep repeating that. So yeah, let's just skip what I'm saying about that. But, okay, some other things... Okay, there was actually this one time that I got spoiled about Uncanny Counter. Not because of another person, but because of my own doing. So, I think you already know that I listen to OSTs of K-dramas. And while I was watching Uncanny Counter, I decided I'd like to listen to its OST. So, I went to Spotify... And then I looked up Uncanny Counter OST, and I found it. So I started listening to the songs. And then I found a song that is entitled The Death of Jung Young. And I was like, oops, okay, so Jung Young is gonna die. (laughs) And yeah, after seeing that, I stopped listening to the OST. I didn't scroll further. Although I'm the type of person who doesn't really care about getting spoiled because, well, for, for me, all spoilers that I get, whether from people I know or from the internet, I don't consider them 100% true unless I have seen them myself. So it's like, okay, maybe that happened or maybe that didn't really happen until I see it. So I don't really feel bad when people try to spoil me like this character died or this is going to happen in the end it's okay for me because I'm not really after the results of things, but I'm more after the journey of going there. So that's my process for K-dramas or for actually for anything that I watch. I'm not all in it for the end. I mean, the end is okay, it's important, but the the, the journey and the processing before we get there, that's more important for me. And that's what keeps me engaged. So, yeah, I- I'm I'm not trying to change your thoughts on spoilers. If you don't like spoilers, that's okay. There are people who don't like spoilers, but there are also people who don't care about spoilers. So, yeah, to each our own. But for me, yeah, I'm just saying that that is how it's like for me <laughs> and how I got spoiled because of listening to an OST. So... If you are a K drama fan and you're also listening to OSTs of K dramas, I suggest not to always look up the OSTs until you have finished <laughs> watching the K drama, or at least, well, you can also just look up the specific songs that you want to listen to, but like don't go further down the line and look for all the songs listed as the OST of the K drama because you might just get yourself spoiled. Like I did. Okay. Okay, so I don't really plan on discussing like a lot of the things that are that happened in the K drama, the plot, the things you better watch them yourselves. But there's just this funny thing that I really found funny. Yeah, because it's a funny thing. It's the pet cam. Because I know there's dash cam, buddy cam, and yeah, pet cam. I'm not sure if pet cam is a real thing. Like, do people really use pet cam? Maybe some people do. And I don't judge them for that. And please don't judge me for, like, not being aware of pet cams as well. And yeah, I just found it funny that aside from the witness herself, that one of the evidence that, you know, that completely or perfectly gives us without a doubt who the real killer is was a pet cam and that was just so funny (laughs) yeah i really find that so funny but aside from that another idea or another thing that i think is so funny is the character of yum heran well she's not funny as a character here but yum heran was the Actress who portrayed Miss Chu in Uncanny Counter. And actually right before watching Uncanny Counter, my family and I watched uh Tongbe Camellia When the Camellia Blooms. And in When the Camellia Blooms, Yom Helen played the lawyer, the lawyer wife of I forgot his name. But her character in In When the Camellia Blooms, and her character here in Kyongyoroon Zomun is super different. And I think she really did a great job portraying the role of Miss Chu. I'm not sure about her actual age, but she played Miss Chu as a really old character, but also a super loving mother or a mother figure. Which is very different from her role in When the Camellia Blooms. I don't really notice a lot of actors or actresses. And I don't really pay attention to them. I don't even try to search their names usually. Unless like their names are already on your face. Because like people talk about them all the time. But for Yom Heron, she's the first person I looked up. Because I, I became interested in who she is and what K-dramas she has been a part of because I felt like she is very versatile in terms of portraying different kinds of characters and maybe I'll look forward to more k-dramas or k-movies from her and I'm not sure if I'm going to check out her reel like all the rest of her movies and k-dramas but we'll see Uh, yeah I just find her super good well she's not the only one good in this k-drama all the rest of the Actors and actresses were good, and the fight scenes as well, even though they're not super impressive, but they were okay. And yeah, I, I think there's a lot of reasons why you should watch this K drama if you still haven't watched it, or like maybe think about things that I mentioned today, if, if there's anything that's worth thinking about, especially maybe, especially about the lore of this K drama like, what does it mean to die there? what does it mean for somebody to become a reaper even and like what oh there's this another thing the root of all evil so for them they consider ji chang the level three that turned into level four the final stage of the evil spirit since they were able to imprison him they said that they were already able to like remove the root of all evil like uproot him and, like, okay, so that's just it. And then what happens next? That's that's my idea. I mean, that's my question. And I don't know, because it's a manga. It's a manhwa. It's a comic. So there are probably other volumes of it. And I'm not sure if they're going to make an uncanny counter, too. There's a possibility Netflix is nowadays doing season two of different K-dramas. I don't know your opinion about it. Do you like season 2s for K-dramas because I think a lot of people wanted K-dramas or got into K-dramas because K-dramas usually just last for 16 episodes and then that's all of it so some of you might think that uh they shouldn't make season 2 different things of or of different K-dramas but definitely there are K-dramas that require season 2 like well yeah if if it's a manga like Sweet Home there's a there's different volumes of the manga, and yeah, there should be sec- a second season. And I'm also going to wait for that. I'm actually interested to know more about Sweet Home. I'm interested how it will go on, because I don't know, it's just so fascinating. I'm going to look forward to that when it becomes available. Another thing I'm actually super looking forward to is Korea's version, or Korea the Korean adaptation of Money Heist. They have announced that last year that they're going to make an adaptation of that. I'm not sure if they have already started filming. I should check the news. And if they did, I would be so excited. But uh, I doubt that it's going to be available this year. Maybe, like, next year. Next year is the earliest, I think. Unless they're super quick with their productions and stuff. But that is something I really, really look forward to. What are your thoughts on Korean when the of the possibility of having a Korean adaptation of Money Eyes, let me know your thoughts to it. To me, are send me a message on Discord, okay? And yeah, a song recommendation is I'd like you to listen to Close Your Eyes. Close Your Eyes. Yeah, I, I shouldn't sing, but yeah, it's one of the OSTs of the Uncanny Counter. It's a very short song. It's less than three minutes, I think, or just three minutes. And the lyrics are super easy there's even english and then just a few korean words so if you're learning korean i think that would help you a lot i'll put a link on the show notes for the video it's a lyric video and it also has english translation so you can also use that for your study if you use songs for your korean study so check that out and then yeah before saying goodbye to you Drama word of wisdom for today is a line from Miss Chu, and she said this, I I couldn't get the Korean script, so I, I wouldn't translate it in, into Korean from the English, because, you know, it, it might not be the same, so I'm just going to read the English word of wisdom from Miss Chu. She said, Hope is a cruel beast, still it's what keeps us going. Hope is a cruel beast, still it's what keeps us going. Okay, interpret that for yourself, use it for yourself in the way that benefits you the most. Okay, yeah, I guess that's all for today. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Thank you very much for supporting this podcast. And welcome, Samnita. Also, if you still haven't, please join our Discord server so that you can connect to us more. Yeah, if, if you want me to use your name or any nickname for the vocabulary word sample sentences. Yeah, you can do that by sending me a message on twitter or also on the discord server yeah Uh, what else Uh, i think i'll put some announcement i don't know where but maybe on twitter or on the discord channel if things come to mind but so far i think that's all i'm just really thankful that uh nowadays i'm i don't feel that i'm alone in doing anything i mean because there's the buck collective and also there's you listening to this podcast and i really appreciate that i really feel so embraced and so loved so yeah comes you saranghamnida geudokga bye bye